Hey everyone and welcome back to the Empowerment Podcast with your host Alice Lilly. My name is Alice and this podcast is designed to help empower you to live your happiest, healthiest life. So in today's podcast, I wanted to do something a little different than what I've done recently. So I wanted to talk about 10 signs that you need to improve your relationship with food. The reason I felt kind of inspired to talk about this is I was having a couple of conversations with some ladies on Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, then head over to Instagram. Um, my username is coached by underscore Alice Lily. And um, they were saying that they find the posts where I'm kind of highlighting things that explain an, an unhealthy or negative relationship with food helpful because often they have been encouraged to do certain types of things that are in this list, or they have thought that it is normal, or haven't thought that it's not um, a negative thing in their lives. And this is really common when, especially if you've been dieting for your whole life, or you've been like, yeah, just dieting for a long period of time, or actively trying to lose weight, or struggling with food, often the solutions that we think that we need aren't anything to do with working on how we feel towards food and our the rules that we have around food and the confusion that we have around food. Instead, we think that the solution to this is to go on another diet. And I totally feel that because I used to think that as well. I used to be so confused. So I thought, well, if I have these struggles with food, like surely like I just need to eat less, do you know what I mean? Or like I just need to stop eating so much. Like that's that's obviously going to be the solution, but it's not as simple as that. And especially if you're struggling with your relationship with food and you feel like the issue is the food, then constantly going back on diets is actually exacerbating the issues that you have with food. So I'm going to go through 10 points today on things or signs um, that things that are signs that you should begin improving your relationship with food and then I can give you some more additional support on places to go that I have content and resources that can support you with helping you to improve your relationship with food obviously you have all the content on the podcast but I have other places for content and resources if you would like so stick around throughout the podcast and I will mention that there but thank you so much for joining me today and let's get into this week's episode So let's go straight in with sign number one that you need to improve your relationship with food is that you're constantly thinking about food. I used to be thinking about food all the time or and I actively see people on Instagram saying, you know, I'm always thinking about food. Food is always on my mind. I'm always thinking about my next meal, what I'm going to eat next and everything like that. And whilst that might feel like food is just something that you enjoy and is a hobby. And of course, there is there is a sense of, you know, you can just really enjoy your food and really like um, the food that you make or the experiences that you have when you eat. But if you are constantly thinking about your next meal, constantly thinking about what you're going to eat next, constantly having thought on your mind, this is a sign you need to work on your relationship with food. It's also a sign that you are potentially under eating if you're constantly thinking about your next meal, constantly having food as a thought for you is a potential sign that you are under fueling your body to the point where you are constantly having thoughts or thinking about eating, which kind of moves us nicely into my second point, which is that thoughts about food 
are affecting your everyday life actions and decisions, such as things like work, life, social events, like going out and meeting up with people or situations with work or like whatever it might be. The thoughts about what food is going to be there? When am I going to eat? Am I going to eat before I go? Is there going to be food there? Will I be able to eat the food there? Affecting whether you decide to go or should I eat there or not? Or And of course, while some of these things might be valid thoughts, some of the things that I go through today might be valid, might be valid thoughts if you are actively trying to lose body fat. If they are affecting your life in a negative way, then it is a sign that we need to work on improving our relationship with food. And as I spoke about at the start, actively working on losing body fat for a prolonged period of time can be um, feeding into a negative relationship with food. So if you're holding yourself back from going to certain events or not eating at certain events because you're worried about gaining weight or you're having negative thoughts towards food about at, at social events or occasions or you know what it's causing a worry for you before going to a social event or afterwards you're feeling feelings of guilt or shame afterwards this is again another sign moving on to the third point that I was going to make would be having feelings of guilt or shame after certain eating experiences or after eating certain foods if we're ha- having and experiencing food guilt it's because we have this sense of feeling that we shouldn't eat that certain food or potentially we feel like we've eaten too much of it now there are going to be times where you overindulge in life that is life that is normal but if every time you overindulge you feel extreme feelings of guilt what can then happen is that feelings of guilt or shame make us feel like we're the problem that we've made a huge mistake and that we need to then make up for that which can then lead into restrictive behaviors and self-sabotaging behaviors and something that I do tell my clients is that the thoughts and the feelings of guilt or shame after eating aren't directly what is going to contribute to the issue the issue will be us fusing with these thoughts and then our actions being negatively impacted from these feelings of guilt or shame for example like i was saying before you falling into restrictive behaviors thinking you need to exercise to punish yourself or that you need to restrict yourself the next day rather than just knowing that it's normal to overindulge sometimes and that's okay that's life and moving on and if we can respond to ourselves in these kinds of situations with compassion that's when we can have a positive relationship with food and know I'm human it's normal for me to overindulge it's okay I get back on with life the next day and in the same experience you might have feelings where or situations where you lose control around um food which is number four so the sense of loss of control um during your eating experiences is also another sign that we need to work on healing our relationship with food um and investigate why we do have this loss of control around whether it be certain foods or in certain certain experiences or circumstances I was going to say the same those two words together uh, yeah certain experiences that trigger us to um lose control around food certain emotions that come up that we then turn to food for comfort and then um like lose control or lose awareness um during our eating experience these then can these experiences then can also be followed by feelings of guilt or shame which can then lead into that negative cycle of restriction and binging where we are potentially losing control around food for whatever reason that might be 
then trying to restrict ourselves to make up for it, then continuing to feed into the likelihood that we are going to then binge again because we are over-restricting ourselves. So those kind of two signs that I mentioned there, um, feeling uh, feelings of guilt or shame or losing control around um, food during your eating experiences. And then again, this flows on nicely to my fifth point, which was food is your go-to tool for comfort for a certain emotion. And this is something that I have a lot of conversations with clients or um, just women in my messages about if this is something that we are struggling with, emotional eating, using food for comfort, and we never address this, and we only ever go on diets to lose weight or restrictive diets or any kind of diet or any kind of plan or, or whatever it is. But if that is something that we know that we struggle with and it's not ever been actively worked on, we will end up gaining weight back or end up feeling in a negative cycle of still having a struggle with food. And I was having a conversation with one of my um, new clients the other day and we were kind of saying about how and she was explaining to me how she'd lost weight in the past. And then, and then situations happened in her life where she ended up gaining the weight back and it was due to eating for stress or um, eating as a comfort um, for time during, during stressful times. And this is why it's so important that if you are struggling with comfort eating or emotional eating that you actively work on healing that habitual um, behavior that you have if it's negatively impacting your life. This doesn't mean that you can't ever eat for comfort. When I'm talking about um, it negatively impacting your life, so this is where you're eating for comfort and then you're feeling experiences of guilt or shame after, you're losing control around the food um, and you're not actually feeling the effects that you were intending to from the food you know sometimes it when you're on your period for example and you're feeling a little bit low and you might just want to sit and eat a bit of ice cream on the sofa that can provide you with comfort if one you feel in control two you actually feel comforted but during that experience and you don't have feelings or guilt or shame after eating but when we do need to work on our relationship with food or work on healing um emotional eating is when obviously the the what we're saying previously and you might have had these kinds of experiences where you say you know you feel stressed you feel angry you feel upset and you turn to food um for a source of comfort but then you don't feel any better afterwards and that is a sign to show us that we need to work on healing that we need to work on um how we can cope with emotional urges to eat in the moment looking at alternative coping strategies to soothe how we feel in a way that isn't turning to food and if you do want more help and support with that I've actually done a free webinar giving you all the kind of steps that you need to take to um, begin healing emotional eating so if you head to the link in the show notes there is a link to the webinar that you can download and watch it it's an instant download and you'll keep it forever so you can refer back to it if you ever want in the future and I go through all the kind of stages of the things that we need to do to work on healing um, emotional eating and help you overcome it. So click the link in the show notes if you want more help with that. Just also a little interruption to remind you that I am taking on -on one-on-one coaching clients as well. If you are someone who's struggling with your relationship with food and you are struggling with emotional eating and it's been something that you've been battling with for years and you feel like you just want to get to the place where you can sustainably lose weight or where thoughts and negative thoughts towards food 
don't rule your life or you know if you've mentioned um if you feel that you relate with any of the points that I've mentioned so far throughout the podcast and you feel like I would just don't know where to turn or how to begin working through these things then I would love to help you inside my one-on-one coaching if you want to inquire then you can send me a message on Instagram again click the link in the show notes and you can find the ways to contact me and let me know if it's something that you would like to discuss moving on to the sixth point now so another sign that you need to work on healing your relationship with food and do some more inner work as well is that you feel addicted to food or you feel like food is the only thing that makes you happy. I've had loads of conversations with women and where they say they feel addicted addicted to eating. And I've heard or seen people online say things uh, or turn their nose up at people saying, you know, I'm, I'm addicted to food. Or I think sometimes... Um, or maybe people say, I'm addi- addicted to, you can't be addicted to food, you can't be addicted to sugar. But what is not, what is valid? If you feel that way, you feel that food is an addiction for you. You feel that food is the only thing that does give you a source of dopamine, happiness in your life. That's valid for you. And I would used to, before I became more educated about these subjects and topics and the way that I help my clients, I would used to say, oh no, you can't be addicted to food, but you can feel addicted to food in just the same way someone can feel addicted to alcohol, using alcohol as a comfort and escape, uh, a coping mechanism for depression or negative emotions um, or un- like lack of fulfillment in life. People turn to things like drugs, alcohol, impulsive spending, gambling, drugs, did I say drugs, and also food. But where food can kind of be overlooked sometimes is because everybody has to eat. Not everybody has to gamble. Not everybody has to impulsively shop, do drugs, or drink alcohol. But everybody does have to eat. And eating is more of a normal thing to do, something that everybody has to do to survive. And it can be overlooked as maybe people might not feel understand, understood or heard if that's the way they feel. So I just want to let you know if that's the way you feel, it's valid. I understand you and I feel you. And what we need to do when we are struggling with this kind of feeling, we might feel like food's the only thing that makes me happy. Food is the only thing that brings me joy. That's a sign that we need to do some work in our lives to work on what is contributing to us to feel negative or stressed or unfulfilled. And how can we start to go in a go in search of um, joy and happiness and fulfillment in our lives, in areas and do through doing things that are nothing to do with food? Because when we can do that is when we do really start healing our relationship with food. Finding joy and happiness and passion in areas of your life that aren't to do with eating is just like one of the biggest keys to improve your relationship with food and body. Because when we have thoughts about food or our body, negative thoughts about food in our body, taking up so much space in our life, or even just thoughts about wanting to eat because we want to eat to feel comfort we want to eat to feel happiness if those thoughts are just taking up our entire brain space and we're not thinking about much else or actively doing much else then that that's valid that's for you is is feels like yeah that's the only thing that makes me happy right now so we need to go in search of seeking 
other things to give you that sense of joy and fulfillment and happiness. Okay, sign number seven that you need to work on healing your relationship with food. It's that you have lost connection with your body's internal hunger and fullness cues. Now, when I work with clients, this is something that we try to bring back the connection of because you might feel after years of constantly restricting yourself through going on diets or you know just under eating or even overeating eating beyond your body's fullness signals due to like struggles with comfort eating binge eating overeating and then following that with restrictive behaviors like however it be whether you kind of have lost the sense to understand when you feel full or to know when to eat from genuine hunger or if it is even genuine hunger, you can feel really confused and feel like, I don't know when to stop eating or I don't know when I should eat if I am actually hungry or, or that you constantly feel hungry. One of my clients before we... Um, when we were working together she had a really stressful job and she was also studying alongside her job and it was really stressful and she said I'm just constantly hungry no matter what I eat I'm just constantly hungry and then when we did some work on actually helping her to understand more to connect and listen to her body's hunger and fullness cues she actually learned that she wasn't hungry and that it was just a stress response to a, a stress urge to want to eat to escape that feeling so your body is smart by the way your body knows how to give you signs to tell you that it's hungry and also to give you signs to tell you that it's full and that it's had enough but if you've been doing things that have made you lose connection with that or it might have even been things like not only just dieting and you know under eating because trying to lose weight is a form of under eating you know we do need to restrict our calories to be in a deficit doesn't mean that it has to be restrictive but it is a form of calorie restriction energy restriction and if we've constantly be trying to do that whether we've been doing that you know to an extreme or struggles with overeating as I've mentioned or you might have grown up and experienced the old you can't get down from the table until you finished all of your food I know my parents used to say that to me you can't get down from the table until you finish what's on your plate or you can't have dessert until you finish what's on your plate and whilst our parents are only doing the best job that they did that they could have done with all that they knew if they knew at the time that that was going to lead to you to have struggles with your relationship with food obviously they wouldn't have done that but they're only doing or only thinking of what's best for us at the time hopefully for the majority of parents now then if that's always been something that you had to do you might always feel like you need to clear the food on your plate whether you feel full or not and then that's just kind of been a habitual response to whenever you eat you have to eat everything that's on the plate whether you are um, still hungry for food or not and then that's helped you to kind of be to this place where you don't know how to listen to your body's um, internal signal that tell you that you're full and it can feel really challenging to lean into and to begin to trust your body. And I've had lots of conversations with clients before who, you know, especially all the things that I'm talking about, you know, learning to work on improving your relationship with food, it can feel really scary to step away from what you've always known if what you've always known is going on a diet. That's why so many people shy away from doing this work because it can feel scary. It can feel it's the unknown. The going on diets is the familiarity 
even if that's not actually helping you to achieve what you want. And sometimes it takes a long time to come to the point where you say enough is enough. And that's okay. Whenever you're ready, you'll be ready. You'll be ready to do the work and be ready to change. But until then, it will be it will be hard. No one can force you to want to do this work, the want to change and the drive to change so that you do actually change and that you do create the feelings of freedom around food and in your body does have to come from within but often um I've, you know i've had conversations with clients especially when they have a really negative relationship with tracking their calories for example and using uh, using an app to track their food and it's actually really negatively impacting their relationship with food meanwhile for some people it can be a positive thing for others it can be a really negative thing this is all person dependent but if someone has a negative relationship with tracking, it can feel really scary to then move away from that and to stop tracking and to work on listening to your body's own internal cues. You might feel like, well, how can I, how will I know how much to eat if I don't track it in an app? Or how will I know if I'm hungry or if I'm, or how much I'm eating if I'm not tracking it in an app? And that this is where we have to step into a little bit of fear to work on healing our relationship with food and reconnecting with your body's hunger and fullness signals okay so moving on to number eight another sign that you need to improve your relationship with food is that you have been losing and gaining a certain amount of weight for years yo-yo dieting going round and round in cycles of losing a certain amount of weight, then gaining it all back again. And if you have been yo-yo dieting for years, you actively know you've been yo-yo dieting for years, you've tried Slimming World, Atkins Diet, all the Weight Watchers, all of those things. If you are someone who has tried all of them or you're trying different diets all the time, the likelihood is you need education and knowledge about nutrition properly, not diets. You need to learn more about nutrition and how to fuel and nourish your own body and also how to get rid of all of this confusion that you have regarding food rules and restrictive behaviors and create a healthy lifestyle that supports fat loss whilst healing your relationship with food. And something that I put up, a, I, well, actually I sent out in an email. If you're on my email list, then you would have read it. And if you're not on my email list, then you can head to the show notes, the link in there to join my email list. Um, but I sent out an email the other day saying these six things that you need for sustainable fat loss. And whilst everybody's journey is going to be different with the way that they need to heal and work on their relationship with food, if you want to have a successful fat loss journey, it's really important that you do either have a healthy relationship with food or to be trying to actively work on one if you have a negative relationship with food. Because all the while you do have an unhealthy relationship with food and you're chasing fat loss, you will end up losing and gaining that certain amount of weight again and again. And it just leaves you feeling disheartened and that you are the problem and that you are never just going to be able to lose weight or you just feel so dissatisfied and uncomfortable and upset within your body when it doesn't have to be like that if we do this work, we do this work on healing. And lastly, I realized I said that this was 10 signs that you need to improve your relationship with food, but I have only got nine. So the last sign that you need to work on healing your relationship with food is that every time you start a diet, it comes from a place of hatred towards your body rather than a place of compassion and care. And that might feel super foreign for you to say, well, like I do hate, well, like if you do hate your body, you feel really uncomfortable in your body. Of course, I'm going to go on a diet because I hate my body and that's the answer. Well, actually, it this is 
likely that you have a really unhealthy relationship with food and also your body and every time we diet from a place of hatred towards ourselves we are more likely to be taking part in self-sabotaging behaviors over restriction punishing ourselves with exercise potential overeating to make up for the over restriction and how unenjoyable is your journey going to be if it comes from a place of self-hatred something that really broke my heart before was one of my clients um we were speaking about how she can motivate herself. And I will always ask my clients questions and say, you know, how do you think that you can motivate yourself? Or do you have any ideas of what could be um, sources of motivation for you? Obviously, I'm happy to offer guidance and support, but I always like to ask them the question first. And this client said to me that she was going to pull up photos of herself that she hates and use that as a source of motivation to encourage her to do the things that she needs to do. And we had a conversation about this and helped her to understand and realize whilst that might have been something that she'd always done to use as a source of motivation, it's not a positive or empowering place to be getting motivation from. Now think about this like this. If you think of the way that you treat yourself, the way that you speak to yourself negatively and putting yourself down, if you imagine that that inside you the thoughts, the negative thoughts, because you are not these thoughts, by the way, you're not your thoughts. And if these thoughts were next to you as a person following you around all day, you'd be like, shut up, fuck off. Like, no, like you don't get to say that to me. So why do you get to say that to yourself? Why do you get to treat yourself like that? You would never speak to your friend in that way that you speak to yourself. And this is why we need to try to start our journey from a place of compassion and care towards our body and if you want more help um, on that if you go back to my self-compassion episode you can learn a bit more about how you can start becoming more self-compassionate and I have loads of content on things like that on my Instagram and TikTok as well Um, but yeah I'm gonna leave the podcast there today guys I really hope that this just helped you to have a bit more awareness and understanding of potentially maybe if you need to work on healing your relationship with food or remember as well something I really love uh, as doing this job and, and being on this journey with my clients is that helping you do this inner work to heal helps people around you as well, helps your friends, helps your children, helps your parents. If they are people that struggle with their relationship with food, the knowledge that you have stays with you for life. And the knowledge that you gain, you will all, you will always have, so you will always be able to help and support others as well. Obviously, in their capacity, if they, they want your help, but just know that your work that you're doing on healing helps and supports others as well but yeah as I said during the podcast if you are wanting some more help or support with your relationship with food I'd love to talk to you more about how I could help you so click the link in the show notes you can head to my one-on-one uh, coaching webpage, learn a bit more about that and book in yourself a call or you can just DM me on Instagram and we can have a bit more of a conversation but either way I hope to hear from you if it's something that you want help with thank you so much for listening guys I will speak to you in the next one